Hello and welcome to the All About Pigeons podcast. I'm Phil. And I'm Chris. Hey, Chris. How you doing? Welcome. I'm great. Dear and Chris. So, uh, I'm curious. How how are your horse thief powder pigeons? How are they doing? Um, well, they're they're hanging in there. I don't have very many. I got uh, three, three and a half, I think. And um, I don't have anything breeding yet. Everything's just kind of dealing. They're molting pretty hard. Um, two of them might look really pretty nice. Other ones are uh, so-so. A lot of missing feathers. Um, you know, being powders, they're inflatable crops. They, um, they'll rub them off and stuff, or the hen will pick them off and eat them or just pull them up. So they're looking a little tough, but I'm excited to uh, get some babies going. I'm going to put together a a flying setup for that one that breed too and can't wait to fly them so you're going to build a special loft uh, specifically for um, this kind of a bird right because it's you got kind of plans for this yeah so um what the what the horse thief is is it's a uh well you call it you call it a performing breed um or performance breed and um pretty much what they do with them is and it originates in scotland as i understand it that's where the best videos i've found come out of scotland but uh they send their they send this horse thief bird out to go uh basically steal somebody else's bird to straight one in and then um if they want if they capture your bird and you want it back you pay a small ransom on the thing and it's kind of a it's a competition it's a game and it's it's kind of cool and uh i remember you sent me a link to that guy in florida that does that too it is really cool the um i'm curious is will those will those bring in like ferals or other pigeons or is it just powders to powders or you know what can you what can you catch if there's not another guy they'll with bring, powders well they got a lot a lot of homing pigeon in them they'll take they'll bring homing pigeons home okay um so that guy in florida that you were talking about he uh he was crossing them with homing pigeons racing pigeons good racers and using them for uh trainers you know they because they always come home yeah and because basically what you do uh what they're doing in florida is they get together like say you and i live six miles apart we get in the middle uh we meet in the middle and you turn your bird loose and i turn my bird loose and whoever's bird ends up at the other guy's house you know that's that's the loser you know you have to you got to pay your ransom or or accept your defeat you know and and stuff like that so they're actually flying they're they're homing quite a bit you know and it's all uh, it's all sex appeal with these birds right that's what they're doing to lure the other ones in is it's a matter of yeah, all this stuff all the all the powders are hypersexual. They they're always puffed up and and you know they're they have a drive. I wonder if that makes them uh, you know compared to other breeds of birds kind of easier to breed. You know if they're more prone and ready to go like that. Um. So they pretty much just top anything as soon as they get it to their their box. As I see it, yeah. I mean as you know 
these guys in Scotland, they've got, they pretty much keep them all separated or they'll breed all the time, right? And uh, they they pretty much keep them in the dark, which is kind of weird to me, but uh, they, they all have separate feed and water and blah, 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 blah. And then there's a trap on the roof that's a, uh, well, they have the drop trap so that their bird can come in. And of course, the other bird isn't going to know the trap. So it's going to be hesitant. Yeah. Once the other bird goes in there, uh, it's going to hesitate. And that's when they, they use that flippy trap and it goes over top of them. It's a pretty cool deal. But uh, I don't know yet. They, they must breed pretty good. But I see that the guy had lots of fosters, too. I don't know if you caught that, but he was fostering with his homing pigeons. Interesting. I wonder so, what the, is that just probably you think to get more numbers? I don't know. Um, or maybe it's to keep, maybe it's to keep them in condition. Uh, whatever, you know, you can still fly that bird, work that bird. I, I, I don't know what the deal was with, but they're supposed to be pretty fair parents. So. Yeah, I mean, what I've read about them is that they do. From they what are, I've heard, they're, yeah, they're good breeders. They're good parents. They can get a lot of young coming off of them. You know, the uh, that loft setup though, like you know, the loft setup that you're going to build, it's going to be you're going to build it the same way with the trap on top. Can you make it specific that way? Uh, pretty much. Um, it's probably going to be a you know a repurposed building or something, something that doesn't. Uh, it it had it's supposed to blend in with the surroundings because the pigeons will be hesitant to light on that roof right so like in scotland there they they paint it like dark green or black or something you know as like camouflage yeah those so are kind doesn't... of strange i mean the, the one that was all black yeah that's the that's to keep them warm and to camouflage them and so when the pigeons come in you know it looks like they're landing in a bush or a tree or something you know it doesn't have all the windows and it doesn't look like a, a dwelling yeah that would be hard to do in arizona though i gotta say that would probably be ah uh, oh, man <laughs> it'd be tough yeah i know nothing could ever be black here i don't think um not in my neck of the woods it's just it'd be way too hot you could have like air conditioners in there or something maybe but dang you know the um and what about the uh spanish thief powder do you know much about that breed um not necessarily <laughs> you know because i was when i was looking in the so i'm looking in william levi's book right here on the um, and i can't find specific horse thief but they got they got two they got the spanish ladina thief powder and then they got the spanish modern thief powders and it says dash sporting pigeon yeah so i think i think thief is a the thief powder that's the that's the ones you're you're breeding to use for that particular you know whatever that's their gig um the because it's actually a horseman powder right horseman but they're thief powders they're used for thieving fighting whatever you want to call it leaving okay yeah here we go i'm going to read this real quick so this is actually out of william levi's the encyclopedia 
And this is the Spanish Ladina Thief Powder. So it says, origin Spain, especially in the province of Valencia, where according to Raj, it was highly cultivated for centuries. It was greatly improved by Father Laudas in the 18th century, well, hence the Ladina, apparently from crosses of the Spanish horsemen with Valencian homers or powders. So yeah, so right there's the horsemen breed they were talking about. Um, yeah, it's a flying breed used in Spain, especially for the very popular sport of pitching strays. A tenacious lover, <laughs> constant in persecution and seduction of lovelorn hens. So, yeah, they, they, they go, I mean, that's crazy, 18th century. So this is a pretty, uh, I mean, I know it's that, an actual sport. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a huge thing, but it's, they do it. And really it's more of, I don't know, it's more of a bragging rights kind of thing i think i don't think anybody's making big money on it or stealing people's racing pigeons or anything like that i think it's you'd have to you'd have to, i think you'd have better chance of stranding and rolling pigeons than than homing pigeons you know? well yeah especially whatever's flying loose in the area i mean you know i've seen some flocks in phoenix before where they weren't all just a bunch of blue bars you know and you can see a lot of people's birds get lost that way, but it's cool. I mean, there's, I like performing breeds anyway, you know, rollers and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, this definitely takes it to a different area. I mean, these things, they had a uh, issue in purebred pigeon. They just talked about how athletic they are when it comes to just flying in general. Um, you know, they're and, supposed to keep up with the homers. Yeah, yeah, that's what they were saying. I mean, it's, you know, they got. I've flown they, this, I've flown this one, but I haven't free flown it. Like it, it gets out and flies mm -hmm. forty foot, but it hasn't free flown so let it really go yeah yeah and it's it's not old enough to breed well well probably now i guess it would be now but uh i want to fly him yeah well you I need to just get a few babies and uh take some over to your neighbors for christmas and uh, let them get a little setup going so y'all can start playing and doing the ransom game and i tried <laughs> i tried he's He's more interested in racing than than uh, than any than flying pigeons. You know what I'm saying? He'd be a one loft guy. Okay. okay. Yeah, he'd he'd be down for that. Uh, you know, like we were talking about the like how they do the horse races in the bars. Mm -hmm. He'd be cool with that. Yeah. You know, he, that that would be more his style. So I and I get it. You know, raising pigeons is not for everyone. Yeah. And it's work, and it's every day it's a commitment so you know gamblers don't necessarily want to do that and i think that's why i think that's why the the one loft races have become more and more popular there there's a lot of money going in that stuff yeah and i think it's just i think it's easier for a lot of guys too than doing the club scene i mean you can do your own thing on the side and then just send in you know your best and sure see, see how it yeah. rises to the top and compares to others i mean i know the hoosier one um, they just I've been watching them on Facebook they just did a couple but you know that's that's a pretty big one and that's getting bigger every year and that's here in the states Indiana that's pretty cool um, I think it would be really cool to have um, the club it, to be part of a club that was sending one loft birds in um, you know what I mean taking a, taking a, all of the birds in one you know it, does that make sense 
like the best of the club you mean dedicated more towards one law flying than um than club racing okay so that's the goal though right i mean you're trying to get a, get a good bird to send it yeah well yeah you're you can i mean you can train do all that stuff but it would be you know your dues and your all your investment is going to go towards the one loft birds you know it, it as far as entry fees and, and such it'd go towards oh, your one loft racing yeah. instead of instead of gambling with your you know your club races it'd be more like training tosses yeah yeah uh but you uh you know you don't necessarily have to compete to send out one loft birds i mean if you want to know what they are what they do you know obviously you want to train and stuff like that but, but uh you can't send those birds to a one loft race that don't work you got to send young birds right so you don't necessarily need to club race to one loft race but there could be a club that is dedicated to one loft races i see what you're saying well that's if there is one if there is one and it does exist i'd like to know about it so uh yeah just putting that out there now anybody that's doing that hit up our facebook page and tell us how to get in contact with you because chris wants to join bad (laughs) it's uh you know it it could be you know there could be 50 guys that, that could handle breeding for six pair of pigeons to to send to a one loft race you know but they don't want to breed a whole team to race and train and yada yada and uh that's where the club connection would do good because you know you could you know get together like-minded individuals get together and uh maybe swap some genetics or or uh you know um help one another get the birds together to go to shipping or whatever anything like that you know that's where that kind of setting would be could be cool and it could be a whole lot less uh time consuming too you know than than training all the time and flying all the time yeah i know my uh not a lot of transport fees right and i mean that's you know, my, my little flight team here is just, it's straight for personal enjoyment and stuff like that. I mean, I, I keep track of who comes home first. And it does typically seem to be, you know, right. like the same three birds are always the first ones in. They trap in good. And, you know, those would be the ones I try to watch out with, you know. But I finally, I got some more young birds in that flight team. So I'm probably flying about 20 birds now, which I like. I like watching a bigger flock get around and. You know, but we had like 50 mile an hour winds today, so they stayed inside. I didn't want to send all my birds <laughs> miles away as soon as it took off. You know, they'd probably get lost in this stuff. Man, if you tie strings to their feet, you can fly them like kites. Oh, can you imagine what a uh, what some of those with the pigeon whistles on their backs would sound like in 50 mile an hour wind? It probably be so loud. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You know, right, I, I, that would be a good time to try that. Uh, they'd be whistling before they took off. I mean, just standing still, they'd be making music and this stuff. I mean, I, I read an yeah, article where a guy was too. he was doing that with uh, roller pigeons, and that was something I'm always like, would that actually, you know, do the woo 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 as it's coming down? Like, would it actually do that on a roller pigeon? Or, you know, because with the homers, it's that constant. I don't know, man. They're cycling and stuff. That's pretty cool. Oh man, I feel like. <laughs> 
I feel like that whistle that I got is so heavy that they wouldn't fly very good anyway. They yeah, probably want to come down. Do you, I mean, that one that you got is nothing though. Like some of those ones that they make, like you know, in Beijing where they're still making them out of the gourds, they're huge. They're like, you know, it looks like the pigeons carrying this like, uh, I don't know, like a backpack. I mean, it's they're big. It's they're on their really, back or it's hanging down below. It's 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 on their back towards you know the back of their tail there, but they're huge. Wow, I, mean, I tried I tried putting it up like that. It didn't make sense. Oh yeah, I mean that's the the attachment part is it's tricky, you know, and really, and really, you know, you gotta have like a team of you know ten or more birds, and you're putting whistles on you know most of them, and they got whistles in different notes and stuff like that. It's it's really cool. It's something I never. Uh, I never been able to do, but I wanna I wanna try it. Just like I said, I fly for enjoyment anyway. So but. you've got a lot of room out there. That'd be cool. Yeah, you'd hear them coming and going for sure. But I mean, even the, the pigeons themselves, you know, themselves already make a pretty cool sound as they're flying around. Especially if they're coming down low, you can really pick up on a lot of that stuff. But, the rollers will. They have a whoop, 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 yeah, yeah. That. I mean, it, yeah, it is cool sound. I mean, just the sound, of the clapping of the wings, and all that stuff. So, have you ever, um, you've had a bunch of German owls in the past. Did you ever fly them or, you know, let them take off? I had them out. Yeah. And I put them, so, got them when I got the horse thief powders. And about the same time, within a week or so. And I kept them, and they were just kind of, you know, I I had a bunch of them. And so, I put them out in the fly pen with the, the homers. And I was homing them, and I flew one, kind of accidentally the one day, and he, he flew in like 40 foot circles, you know, no big deal, came right back, and all was well. And now, uh, old CG Loft has got got those birds. Oh, okay. he's using them for droppers then, right? Right, yeah, he's using them for droppers for his, his racers. Yeah. So that's his plan, and I just, he wanted two pairs, so I just give him all of them. Yeah, well, yeah, they're they're a cool breed. I mean, I like the way I had uh, I had a couple of German Isles, and I had one that was a hand tamed one, and um, he was pretty cool. He'd fly around and come back, but they look cool when they fly. I mean, because that they fly nice. Like, yeah, they fly good. They fly nice. They're kind of quick. At um, I had them flying around the house, not necessarily on purpose. And they're tough to catch. Um, if you're trying to catch them in the air, they can move yeah. kind of like a roller, you know, but they don't go, he didn't go up as high. I'm sure they would have started, uh, loft flying a little bit farther, especially if, if they were turned out regularly. But, uh, I don't know. They kind of flashy to be out there flying around. Yeah. But I mean, that's, so for me, I mean, I, I love like the different varieties of fancy pigeons. I mean, you know, I mean, I, magpies like always catch my eye really hard and I think they're really cool and it's cool that they actually fly too um you know so we got like American show racers right like I like the way they look I know you've you've dealt with some ASRs but uh you know like you say they fly like quail they're not gonna be they, they fly in a burst <laughs> yeah they're not gonna they go be up. doing laps around the house flying big circles nah, they, like that. they um, go up and they cruise down that's yeah. that was um yeah they're they're beautiful man but they're they're not a flying breed i just love flying flying pigeons yeah um 
and it there's a big learning curve on flying pigeons let me tell you you know and so in some ways back to that whole one loft racing thing i think it'd be good for a beginner too a big you know um the training is done by somebody else the raising and care is done by somebody else you just got to get good healthy babies um so you know so we've talked that. we've talked before about this too and i'm going to just put it out there um so let's say you got five guys you know where i'm going with this oh five guys right hey man is that trademarked <laughs> five guys pigeons that flies all right (laughs) (laughs) and all five guys agree hey i'm gonna dedicate this one loft to 20 birds okay we each we each divvy up four birds four young birds to each guy we each do our own small one loft race out of that right so you give me four i give you four same with the other three guys we all got 20 birds in our i'm doing the math right right um i think so something like that anyways we got our we got our birds we're training them just like a one loft and everything, but obviously way smaller. You know, we know whose birds are whose based on vans and stuff like that. We're keeping track of. So I feed my way, I train my way, and we race. And you do the same, and you do this. You know, and we go around, and it's it's cheap. It's still fun. You know, and you want to gamble, whatever gamble. Um, but at the end of it all, you still know what's you know the cream of the crop on that. You still know who's got the best bird on that, and you know you can kind of go from there. So. That's always an option too so, for playing around with the one loft stop. What he what he's saying is each of us would have each guy's birds at the house. So everybody would have everybody's birds and you would fly races out of everybody's loft. Um, if that makes sense. And we would have five different race days too, or multiple. I mean, you could do it again and again. Right. So it it would really actually be five different races, five different courses. Yeah. Um, it, you know, realistically, everybody's going to live somewhere else. Yeah. So, but everybody would be responsible for training those birds and feeding those birds and keeping them healthy and that kind of stuff. I think it would tell more about uh about he's, your he's loft method. management yeah yeah the loft management and the training and that kind of stuff it would tell more about that than i think it would actually tell about the birds mm-hmm. um or or you would see you would know that right away you know what i'm saying it would uh it could be it could reflect on you that way but then again with such a few so few birds um it's, I don't know if it give you an accurate uh, assessment of your own abilities, you know what I'm saying? Because you could have a wipeout and just be donezo for the for the season yeah. or whatever, you know. Um, and, and even the areas, things. like you're saying, they're all in different areas. Like, you know, I'm, right. I'm 5,400 feet, you know, high desert. You know, you're going to be flying, you know, in the outskirts of a town. You know, we could have somebody who's in the city. We could have somebody in a heavily treated area where there's probably more BOPs. Um, so many factors. Yeah. And really, until the results come in, you know, what if, like, your birds win at every single loft? You know, then that would, well, I guess, you know. Well, yeah, you got, you know, there is that. But I don't know if it would, I don't know if it would come out that way. It just depends, you know, yeah. depending on what kind of bird it is. Yeah. 
um because you know in reality too like i mean you're gonna be flying a different distance than the other guy is too yeah you know and that would be kind of cool because you could test the stock that way yeah yeah we could have one do short distance and one do the longest right and then somebody that's like say for instance a driver uh goes the same route all the time you could train in that direction all the time and he could do a hell of a long race if he drives that far you know um 350 miles would be no sweat and it could go up to 500 just just uh you know, we're just spitballing stuff here, but stuff like that could work. And yeah. it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to think about. Yeah. You know, but it would take a it would take a close group of individuals that that are dedicated to to making it happen. You know, mm-hmm. it would. Uh, um, and everybody have to be kind of cool. You know, especially with beginners. Um, and I think experienced racers probably won't want anything to do with it i don't know maybe they would um that would be cool too but uh you know it is what it is yeah no i I think it's a uh it's just another another way to have fun with the birds you know and um for sure you know something like that I, I, i would be happy to do something like that you know it's a uh it's kind of low key you know it's like you say it's a close group of friends and uh yeah just just a different way to just a different way to kind of do a local one loft in a way just between friends you know yeah you know and it could be it could be kind of like a event day you know friday is or whatever day is race day everybody's gonna go and they're all gonna toss at the same time and uh or or on a schedule or whatever you know or this is race week blah 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 and everybody does one every day yeah you know it'd have i mean you'd have five entertainment right there yeah yeah i mean i think it'll be a fun fun idea that's all i just wanted to put it out there but um you know real quick back to these to these horse thief powders right so you're you're you get your setup going and uh you, you start trapping birds right and uh you, you trapped ferals. What, what would you do with those ferals? Just take them to a pet shop and sell them? Or <laughs> I hadn't planned that far ahead. Phil. Oh. <laughs> that's your dude. That's your retirement plan, man. I think you get that's like retirement. I think plan. you get like two bucks a bird for them, man. You trap a couple hundred thousand, you'll be sitting pretty. I better have a really good pigeon, huh? <laughs> oh man, gotta get those Brangelino pigeons up there, bringing everybody in. <laughs> No, I had thought I was kind of hoping that somebody nearby would decide that they want to fly horsemen's too, and uh, you know maybe have a little have a little fun with that. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we shall see. I, I wonder. Know, or there, there has to be like a because uh, there's specialty breeds groups all over. There has to be one for the horseman thief powders. I'm sure they're out there. You know, see if uh, I guess I, I'm not. See, I'm not really a. I don't really unless I want to know. I I never dig into it. And, um, you know, I still got to make babies first. That's my first and foremost thing on all of this stuff is making babies. 
right. until I can start raising some nice young. Um, I'm just gonna keep keep paying attention to that, and, and you know, I'll dive into the rest of it later because that's a big rabbit hole, you know. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's it's definitely a breed that's kind of caught my eye since you uh, got into it. And- I read a little bit more about them. I mean, there's, it's funny how many breeds there are that, you know, still don't, I still have no clue about, you know, I've gone through the encyclopedia and stuff and, you know, oh, that's cool. That's cool. But, uh, you know, actually when it comes up on seeing some, you know, it's, it's funny, like out here on the West coast, like rollers are really big, you know, and I think they're kind of big everywhere really, but they're really big just cause we're so close to California and stuff. And that's kind of like blood into Arizona, but you know, one breed that, you know, I've talked about before with you that I've, I've really wanted to get into is the parlor rollers. Um, just as another performing breed, you know, something you can kind of play with and interact with. But it's like, hey, we live in Arizona and they would be tore up if we just let those things roll all over the rocks and stuff out here. And they're obviously bigger on like the East Coast and the Midwest and stuff where everyone just has acres of grass and stuff like that to play with. Um, right. There's parks and stuff, but... Uh, you know, I, I just love performing breeds, you know, Birmingham rollers, the, the parlor rollers, tumblers, you know, all these birds that just, even homers, you know, I mean, those things are incredible what they can do. Um, I just, I love, I love watching birds that have this really big purpose. And that's where powders are cool because, yeah, they're, people use them for show birds, but uh, they they still haven't lost their to-do, you know, they can still go out and do stuff. You know, I think with like the Oriental rollers, you know, those things used to be performing birds and then they got showed so much that uh, they kind of lost their performing abilities. I know there's still a small percent, but, you know, when I read these old American pigeon journals, you know, they say, oh, don't don't show these too much. You know, these birds are meant to fly. And, you know, they're from like the 80s or whatever. And I look today and I'm like, man, now they're almost all show birds. You know? I think Gary's got some some more animals. Yeah. yeah he's, got, right. he's got some flyers. Yeah. And he's flying them too, I think. Yeah, no, Gary's got some, and uh, um, there's a few guys out there that that have them. I don't know, I don't know if they're the rollers they want, but I know they're flying them and they roll. I've I've heard some yes. some decent reports, like ten footers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and as showbirds, same. They are cool looking they, showbirds. The way their wing drops and dude, they're pretty. Out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, guys, they're pretty. And the nice colors eye. and stuff, yeah. They're good looking birds. Nice sure. eye. Good plumage on them. The powders too. I mean, you guys get a lot of different colors with those powders, and you know they they blow up just like a regular powder, and they can put on a big show. And you know, there are ninety three thousand two hundred and seventy three different breeds of powders. Is that it? I'm sure. Of, I I'm sure there's more than that. Okay. There's it's just like one more than the Modena has colors. Uh-oh. Whatever that is, there's that many. I'm sure of it. Yeah. And in, in, um, Mo- in uh, Modena's they got they got their own names of their colors, so that's pretty special stuff. They have right eleven teen colors. It's okay. it's a lot, man. It's it's a whole lot. And that's something that you'll have to you'll have to explore with somebody that's a lot smarter than me on that because there's too many colors. Yeah, well, we'll get uh, we'll get some Odina guys on here sometime because that is a, a pretty popular breed, and um, a lot of people really get into those birds too. So we'll have to bring Modena guy on. I don't know, are you into Modenas, Phil? Um, these these American show racers are probably the only flightless bird that I've really gotten into right now. 
um, Modinas used to be a flying bird. They used to actually didn't they used to trap like powders, the horse thieves? Wasn't that their thing? I don't know. I I was told that they used to be a flying breed in is it Germany. Maybe I thought it was Italy. Okay. Maybe. Wasn't it like because I, I, I thought that they pulled strays down in Italy. I thought that was their origin, but this is what I mean. I'm not a Modena sure. guy, so I I don't know. I really I'm, I'm probably sure. a bunch of Modena guys Modena's, are screaming right now. Modinas are mean as heck. Like yeah. I had that one, and he grabbed he grabbed that hand by the back of the head. And it was it was a scary situation, but um, I've heard all kinds of tough breeding situations with them, and they require a lot more space and that kind of stuff. So I probably won't get too much into those. I always wanted one for a mascot, and I had one for a short second, a very short time. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, but he's uh, he's in a good home, so yeah, I'm happy about that. We're coming up on the clock here, but yeah, I want to let you guys know that we are going to be, um, our next episode, we're going to be having a National Pigeon Association master breeder on here. We're going to pick his brain about uh, everything as far as breeding and judging and everything else goes. He's going to be a wealth of knowledge for us to to dig into so like i say you don't have to listen to chris and i just geek out on pigeons by ourselves and say a bunch of i don't that's, know stuff <laughs> that's gonna be what saturday five o'clock eastern time uh i hope so we'll see this guy's in a different time zone so it's gonna be uh we're gonna get something on the books here we're we're not making him wait till one we'll in the get, morning to do this we'll get daylight savings or what that's... we do it on a saturday we should be able to stay up to like three in the morning right not everybody party part, animal. not everybody parties like you chris <laughs> i'm in bed at nine <laughs> uh vfrc uh Youngbird fly was today how'd that come out i i haven't heard anything but i i mean it was windy in arizona today so that was on my mind i was like ooh, these poor guys <laughs> it was windy windy yeah as soon as we get the we'll results yeah we have to put that out there we'll get those results and hear how that went but it was windy out here so uh, i really hope that those guys got an early fly before this wind came through and uh, had a chance to get some good good flies out of it john de leon got first place oh, nice. um second place was uh carlos padilla and third place was adrian over at cg loft oh man hey way to go you guys you go. awesome very good so I'm glad to see that. That's that's good that we did get some good flies. Did it have any other points on there that you could read? No, I it didn't catch that. Uh, have to quiz them, see what's going on with that, and we'll share that with you guys next time. Yeah, yeah, we will. Alrighty, well we're gonna wrap this one up here, and uh, next episode we're gonna have a like I said, NPA master breeder on with us, and don't miss that one. It's gonna be a lot of information.